Paul writes to uh, the Philippian church uh, in chapter 2. He says this. He says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I cannot read uh, a passage like that one and um, not think of our speaker today. Uh, Our speaker today has served with our youth ministry for just about as long as I have. Um, He came and joined us about four months in when I got there. I got there in September. He came and joined us in November. And he's been serving with us uh, for just about two and a half years at this point, which is pretty crazy because I think the average youth pastor tenure in America is about three years. So uh, this man has served in our youth ministry uh, without pay, uh, all uh, volunteering. I've seen him lead Bible studies. I've seen him uh, do worship, and I've seen him do uh, not so much of the fun stuff, like carrying around cans, serving uh, at mission trips and stuff like that, um, and whipping up some pancakes for the camp out on a little griddle, um, and just doing all sorts of the nitty-gritty and um, getting to know students and, and everything, everything that comes with youth ministry, and he's done it all without Um, any kind of financial compensation. So all that to say, this man loves our students. This man loves our church. He's he's received offers to go other places to be paid for the work that he does. Uh, And he said, no, I feel like the Lord is calling me to stay here and serve uh, Irving Church youth. And so, as Paul said, there are very few people that I can say uh, just are genuinely concerned um, about God's people, specifically the people... uh, our little people in the youth group. And so um, there are very few, like this man is coming up to speak. He's a genuine guy, uh, and he loves the Lord a lot. Uh, so without further ado, Paul, why don't you come on up? Paul Boyce is our speaker today. Why don't you all give him uh, a welcome? Paul, uh, mind if I pray with you before we get started, buddy? For sure. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this man of God. Lord, I pray right now you just fill him with your spirit as I've seen you do so many times. Uh, Lord, I pray that you just anoint him, that he would just be overflowing to be um, just speaking your words, Jesus. And I pray that his words would just have a weight to them that come from your spirit. Lord, I pray also that you would fill us to just receive what he has to say, what you have to say through him. God, I pray that we would just have hearts that are... Um, soft to take it in, and I pray that we would have minds that could be open to be transformed. Jesus, we love you, and I pray that you would fill Paul now and bless uh, the word he's going to give. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. All right. Good morning. Um, I don't know if you can tell, I am really excited to be uh, preaching with you guys this morning um, and teaching you guys. Um, our series that we're doing is called Something. 
You know, like we haven't really figured exactly what it's called. Unburdensome, not burdensome. It's a... Uh, we're talking about how Jesus' commands are not burdensome. His yoke is easy and light. Um, and how do we, you know, how do we, how do we say that with some of these commands that Jesus gives that are impossible, like loving your enemies and uh, asking anything in prayer, and it will be given to you. And so um, we are taking these crazy passages, and the whole point of this is to, to look at these commands that Jesus has that are so insane and so impossible and say, okay, well, how, how could we do that? And acknowledge and realize that we can't do that, not without Him. Once we rely on Him and once we depend on Him, uh, once our hope, joy, everything that we have is found in Him, he does these things through us and in our lives, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, and so today we are going to be talking about prayer, um, and kind of the title of the teaching today is going to be Ask Anything. That's going to be from John 14, 13 and 14, um, and you don't have to turn there or anything. I'm just going to take a little snippet of it uh, just for now. Um, we're going to read the whole verse later, but just for now, I'm just going to take a little part of it, and it's basically that first part of 13, and Jesus is saying to the disciples, he says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. And we've heard this verse, right? Um, it's pretty crazy, right? Whatever you ask in my name, I will do for you. That's what Jesus says. And that doesn't seem burdensome at all. We see this and we're like, this, this sounds awesome. Like, God, let me get that new Mercedes, you know? Um, God, let my, let my team win the Super Bowl or let my soccer team win today, uh, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, God, let me get that promotion. Um, but it's a little different than that. And we're going to get into it and we're going to get into um, prayer. We're going to get into why uh, why we pray, a little bit of that, um, how we pray, and how this ask anything really works and what it means. Um, so first off, we're going to give some examples of things that we see happen, where this happens, you know, where Jesus says, okay, ask anything in my name and it'll happen. Um, in the New Testament, we see this, right? Uh, so we see in Pentecost, right, in Acts 2, and they are praying. They're praying for Jesus, and the Holy Spirit comes, and everybody's speaking in all these different languages, but they understand each other. Um, I've, I've never seen that in my life. It would be insane. It would be insane to see. But they were praying, and this crazy, impossible thing happened, right? Um, we look at Peter and Tabitha in Acts 9. Uh, there's this girl, Tabitha, and she's dead. She's not asleep. She's not just like laying down. Um, she is dead. She has died. They're getting ready to prepare her funeral service. Like, she's gone. And Peter comes, and he says, hey, get up. And 
she wakes up, you know? Uh, <laughs> she raises from the dead. Um, Peter said, you know, Jesus, God, raise this little girl from the dead, and it happened. Uh, there's a story in Acts 12 about Peter in prison, and this time Peter was not the one praying. Uh, the, the church that he was a part of, his, his community, his family, the church, the early church was praying for him as he was in prison. He was in prison for preaching the gospel, um, which is pretty crazy to begin with. But he was in prison for preaching the gospel, and he was sleeping one night, and he was chained to two guards, one on either side of him. And this is how they did it a lot of times, especially if you were like a high risk. And apparently, him preaching Jesus was such a high risk because he was changing people's lives, and he was challenging the authority of Caesar. And so, they had him chained to these two guards. He was in the middle, and he was asleep, and it says that the church was praying for him, and an angel came. An angel of the Lord came, unlocked his chains, and said, it's time to go. That's insane. Um, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. And there's so many other examples of this, especially just, even just in the New Testament, about these crazy things that people prayed for, and they happen. Um, but there's, there's a little bit of a, an issue, right? Because we see these things in the New Testament. We see Jesus do all these crazy things. We see his followers do all these crazy things when they pray. And that doesn't, that doesn't always happen for us, does it? That's our, that's our dilemma. That's our problem. What about our unanswered, unanswered prayers? You know, and so you, you see in the New Testament, you see Peter, he didn't, he didn't have any unanswered prayers that we see. Um, everything that he prayed for happened. Uh, we see Paul. There's one an unanswered prayer, and not even unanswered, but um, just not to his liking prayer. Um, that was to remove the thorn in his side. And God answered it. He said no. Um, God said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, my grace is sufficient for you, is what he told Paul. Uh, but his prayer was answered. And so, how do we get this disconnect between our unanswered prayers and this command of Jesus? Jesus says, ask anything. So, like, what's going on with this? You know, I asked for that raise. I asked for that promotion. I asked for that car. I asked for this. I asked for that. I don't have it still. You know, what's going on? So we're going to get into that. Um, to answer this question, we kind of got to look at the verses. Um, so we got to look at our verse. Uh, our passage, and there's a lot of verses here. I'm going to go through them fairly quickly. Uh, but our passage, I'm going to read the whole thing, the whole two verses, and we see something a little bit different um, than just that snippet that we like to take. Um, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Matthew 21, 22. Whatever you ask in prayer, 
you will receive if you have faith. John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. John 16, 23 and 24, and that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until, you, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. And we got two more. First John 3:22. whatever you ask, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And then this last one, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we asked of him. So it's a little bit different, right? It's a little bit different than just that snippet that we take of that verse. Um, And I've learned, I don't know if you guys know this, you can't just take a little snippet of a verse and try to apply it to your life. Um, We know that all Scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, all of these things, right? But you can't take a little tiny snippet without the context, without the rest of a verse, and try to apply it because a lot of times it doesn't work. Um, You know, if I was going back to when, you know, let's say in Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, yeah, let's say Exodus, um, you know, and God said, God said to the Israelites, I want you to go into this city, kill everybody in this city, kill their cattle, everything. Um, anybody that does not proclaim the name of the Lord, I want you to kill them. If I took that verse and I modern day flew over to that city, if it's still there, um, and started killing people, i I don't think that would be the, the Lord's will, okay? Um, it's out of context. It is out of, you know, I just took one little verse. I'm like, oh, kill all the Amorites. Got it. God, you know what? I'm going to go do that. Let me go kill all the Amorites. Um, no, you can't do that. You take one little snippet of a verse, and it messes everything up. You have to look at it in the context of these verses. And so in the context of these verses, we see these conditions, right? And this is where it gets burdensome. This is where it gets heavy. This is where it's hard, right? Um, So you see that first verse, our verse, um, Jesus says, ask anything in my name and it will be given to you if the Father is glorified. Um, That next one, you can have anything you ask for if you pray together, right? And that makes sense. Um, A lot of times we try to make our relationship with God a one-on-one relationship with God. And it is that, but it's also a communitive relationship with God, right? Um, you know, we come to church on Sundays. We might go help out at, you know, the kids' jam on Tuesday nights and, you know, have a few other things where we kind of connect with other Christians. But a lot of times we have this mindset that our faith is our faith. You know, my faith 
is my own, um, and we don't pray together. Uh, we have this, you know, we have something wrong, we have this problem, whatever it is, and we're like, okay, I can, I can take this to God, but like, why would I, why would I call Josh and ask him to help me pray for it, you know? Um, but that's what Jesus commands. That's what Jesus says, if you pray together, you'll have anything you ask. Uh, in Matthew 21, 22, if you have faith, you will receive whatever you ask for. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will receive whatever you ask for. And you see we're, we're adding a lot of things on this list, right? And we're getting going, and it feels heavier. You're like, man, i got to pray with other people and glorify God. Man, um, so much stuff. Um, if we pray in his name, this one's one of my favorite ones. Um, we do this a lot. Um, I do this. Uh, at the end of my prayers, and I'll say, okay, God, I want you to, God, can you please, can you please help me out in this situation? In Jesus' name, amen. And you just throw it on the end there, just like a little one-word phrase, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, and it's just this little phrase that we just kind of picked up because we know that it's biblical. But do we have any idea what it means? Um, I didn't. I didn't for a very long time. I, uh, once I came to Bible college, I started learning about it. I'm like, okay, in his name. Okay, well, what, what does that mean? You know, and it's something that we, we say all the time, but we don't really know what it means. Um, I'm sure if you thought about it for a little bit, you could figure it out. Uh, you know, if, if I were to say I have something in my name, like a house in my name, I don't. I wish I did. Um, that would be real nice, right? Uh, some of you do, though. Um, you know, you have a house in your name, or you have a car in your name, uh, you know, something that belongs to you, right? Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the one meaning of in somebody's name, that both from, from biblical times, from when Jesus was alive to now, has stuck. Um, the other one, uh, this is a good one. It's cool. Uh, it's kind of on somebody's behalf, Right? So if I went into, you know, if I went into, say, the Kroger down the street, and I was like, hey, uh, I'm just coming in, um, you know, the manager, Jeremy, he said that I could get, you know, $50 worth of food for free today. I'd be trying to say that in, in Jeremy's name. I, I don't even know if there is a Jeremy there, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? Um, you're doing it on somebody's behalf. You're kind of taking, taking their name as credit. Um, and that's how Jesus wants us to pray, in his name, both with this recognition that we belong to him and also on his behalf or for his benefit, for his gain, um, so that he's at the focus. If I went into you know, a huge, huge company, and I said, uh, give me a job. They were like, mm, no thanks. You're like, we don't really need you. You're not, you're not done with college even? Like, you know, uh, no, no, it's okay. We won't hire you. But I'm like, if I said, um, hey, my, my dad, Bill Gates, wanted to let 
wanted to see if you guys would give me a job here, they'd be like, oh, of course, of course. We'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll lead you right down here. Here's your office. It's huge. It's got this beautiful view, everything, you know? Um, and that's what we're talking about in, in Jesus' name, with that recognition that we belong to him and with the principle of life that everything we do reflects him, everything we do derives from him, and it's on his behalf, in his name. First um, John 3.22, keep his commands. So now you're like, man, I have to glorify the Father and pray with other people and have faith and abide in him and pray in his name. Now I have to keep all these commands? I thought you said that this, this Jesus thing was freeing. I thought you said that it was, it was glorious, that it was awesome. Like, this seems hard. Now I have to keep all his commands. Now we're getting back to the Pharisees. Now we're getting back to the Pharisees that say you have to keep all of these commands, right? You have to keep the whole law. Um, and even Old Testament, when God said, you must keep my whole law. Now, we have freedom from that law in Christ, right? But this is saying, you know, you know could this be saying, if, if you want anything you ask in prayer, now you have to adhere to the whole law again? I don't think that's what it's saying. Um, but you do have to keep His commands. And this is another one of these just seemingly burdensome, tiring, exhausting things, right? And then this is the one that everybody likes. Um, this is the one that everybody says, this is the cop-out for just about everything. Um, you have to pray according to His will. So most people, um, and I'm guilty of this, I'm not saying, like, you people do this. Uh, no, most people, including myself, we say, you know, we pray for something, we pray for a promotion, or we pray for, you know, this good thing. We pray for somebody to, even for somebody to be saved. And we pray for that. You know, maybe we pray a couple times, and then we're like, well, it didn't happen. It must not have been the Lord's will, you know? That is an easy cop-out. It's an easy one. Um, and we're guilty of it. Um... <laughs> Don't be guilty of that, please. Uh, <laughs> we have to pray according to His will, which is in line with Scripture, in line with uh, what God says, what He commands of us. But that doesn't mean that just because it didn't happen right away that it wasn't according to His will. Um, that doesn't mean that, man, I prayed for that. I prayed for that person that they would get out of this rut that they're in. And you know what? It didn't happen. I, it must not be God's will for them to have any joy or peace. That's not God's will. God's will is for them to know Him and love Him and be full of His Spirit, filled with peace and joy and all the beautiful things that He has for us. And about that, you know, a lot of times we do stop praying, right? We pray a few times, and if something doesn't happen, oh well, must not have been God's will. Um, but no, we have this story of the unjust judge, right, in Luke 18, 1 through 8, and my time is running short. So, 
they, they got me on a little shorter schedule today. But um, so I'm just going to recap the unjust judge story. I, got, I was going to read the whole thing for you, but uh, Jesus is telling this parable, and he said, in a certain city, very specific Jesus, love it, um, there was a man, nope, there was a widow, sorry, uh, there was a widow um, kept coming to him and saying, like, give me justice for this person that's doing wrong against, against me. And he's like, you know, he's an unjust judge. He's like, no, I'm not having it. Like, see ya, get out of here. Get out of here, widow. Um, and then she comes back. And she's like, give me justice. And he's like, get out of here, widow. Like, I don't want you in here. I, leave me alone. Um, and she comes back, give me justice. And eventually, after long enough, this unjust judge, this judge that is not a good guy, is like, okay, fine, I will give you justice. Just leave me alone, you widow. You know, like, um, not trying to use that in a, in a mean way or anything, but, you know, he's an unjust judge. He's, he's not a good guy. Um, and he says, fine, I'll give you justice. Like, who's done you wrong? I will, I'll do whatever I have to do for you to leave me alone. Um, and Jesus says... He said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God, who's our glorious and loving Father, the most just being that we could ever imagine, will not God give justice to His chosen who cry to Him day and night? I don't know about you guys. I don't often cry to God every day and night. I don't call out to Him day and night. I'm I'm bad at that, you know? It's, that's a hard thing. Um, but Jesus is saying in this parable, keep coming to God with your requests. Don't, don't stop coming to Him uh, until you hear an answer like Paul did uh, with the thorn in his side. And Jesus came to him with a no, and we don't want to hear that, but at least we finally got an answer. Um, and we got an answer from God that, if we go back, glorifies Him, right? I've got a pretty good story about um, this type of continual prayer. Uh, Josh really likes this guy called George Mueller, and he's an awesome guy. If you guys have never heard of him, look him up, read up on him. I did, and I'm like, this guy's crazy, um, in a good way, in a very good way. Sold out for the Lord, ran an orphanage, and he never asked anybody for anything except God. Um, and so he would pray, and he would say, God, I pray that we would have food, or I pray that we would have something to, um, you know, usually, usually food, or blankets, or whatever it was. And they would sit down at their table, table set, no food in their pantry or in the, you know, in the kitchen, in the ice box or whatever it was, and they would say, God, we trust you, we thank you, we, uh, we praise you for this food that you have for us to eat, and we pray this, you know, in, in your name with that knowledge that we're yours. And on your behalf, we pray this, 
And sure enough, they were done praying. You know, open the door. There's a, you know, there's a milk truck out there just broke down. All their milk and their cheese and their butter and everything is going to go bad um, if they leave it out there all night. Hey, hey, do you guys want this? And this wasn't just a one-time thing. This was all the time. Um, and this continual prayer, uh, this same guy, he was praying for, um, I think it was one of his friend's sons or something, something along that line, and he was praying for his friend's son's salvation that he would come to know the Lord. And he kept praying, and he kept praying, and he kept praying until the day he died. And that friend's son didn't know the Lord, didn't become a Christian until he attended his funeral. Um, and through that, somehow came to know God and became a Christian, changed his life completely. Um, and his continual prayer up until the day he died had effects for the kingdom. You know, but why, why all these commands, right? Why all these things that Jesus says we have to do? Um, you know, are we doing all these? Probably not. That's a lot of things. It's really hard. Um, But, but why are there all these commands? And I'd say like most commands of God, these commands, especially for prayer, are to bring us closer to Him. Hear that. They are to bring us closer to Him and to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, you know, if we go, if we go back... Um, Pray so that the Father is glorified. If the Father is glorified, we're spending time with Him, praying to Him to glorify Him. We know Him better. We get closer to Him. Uh, pray together. You know, if you pray with other people, you grow closer to each other in Christ, in this body. Uh, have faith. You can't have any faith in God if you don't know the guy. Um, You've got to spend time with Him. You have to love on Him. Um, you have to tell Him everything. Pray in His name, just like we talked about. Keep His commands. Um, you're not going to be able to do that of yourself, right? Um, you cannot do all these things by yourself, just like Josh was talking about last week. And he said, hey, hey, pick up this, pick up this big old weight and carry it around the whole thing. And eventually, you have to ask, Right? You have to ask God, hey, help me do this big, huge thing that you asked me to do. It's all about our relationship with Him, and our relationship with God directly affects the effectiveness of our prayer. Um, this relationship that we have with Him, yeah, sure, you might, you might hit one every now and then. You know, every now and then you might get a, a prayer that comes back with some, some really awesome effects and a great answer from God, but this if you're, if you're not regularly communing with Him. But this, this relationship with Him, that's what causes this ask anything to be possible. And He's the one taking care of it. He's the one doing all of it. He's the one changing us and our lives.
Um, before I wrap up, I got an illustration for you. All right. And I was praying the other day, and I was like, God, give me some sort of, you know, illustration uh, for the sermon on Sunday. And he said, fire. And I was like, fire? Cool. Awesome. Great. Um, but this prayer thing is kind of like building a fire, right? If you're building this, say you're building like a huge bonfire, um, you know, you're at Bruce's, Bruce and Tanya's house, and they're like, hey, can you, can you guys get the fire started out there? And so, you know, there's, there's a few things that you need to have in order for this fire to work. Um, you know, so you say your lighter is like your prayer. Um, you can make a little bit of fire with a lighter. Um, just a lighter, you light it, but that's it. You know, you have this little flame, this little bit of prayer. Um, if you're trying to make this big fire, you need a lot of things, right? You need some sort of enclosure around it, um, something so that the fire doesn't spread everywhere and burn everybody down. Um, you know, you need your, your paper, your kind of kindling, your small stuff. You need your, your logs and your, your bigger stuff. You need, um, you need a bucket of water in case things go bad. And, you know, you need all these things for this prayer to, or for this fire to work in the same way uh, as this prayer. To receive anything you ask for in Christ is like this building this fire, right? You have to do all of these things in order for you to get this big fire, this big ask anything, and you'll receive it. You have to do all of these things. But it's like Jesus came down and said, hey, um, I'm not, I'm not going to make you get this enclosure and this wood and this fire and this kindling and this paper and everything like that. Like, I can do all that for you if you'll let me. I can get all of those things ready for you. I can get all of those things if you're ready, if you will let me, um, if you can walk with me, just like Josh was doing last week. If you can walk with me, all you have to do is pray. Once you're doing that, once you're walking with God and living in Him, all you have to do is pray, which is that lighter. All you have to do, and it's massive. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It keeps you alive. And with that, I'm going to leave you with a kind of a final, final word and a final charge. Um, if, you're not, if you're not praying this way, uh, ask God to help you. Ask God to help you pray this way. Um, you can't do it by yourself. That's the whole point of this. You cannot do every single thing on this checklist by yourself. It's impossible. It is impossible. But with God, with his help, if you come to him, you spend time with him, you pray with him, you let him know what's going on in your life and everything, even though he already knows, you spend time with him, you ask him to help you pray this way, you will see things happen. You will be able to ask anything and God will give you an answer. God will do something amazing. Don't take a cop out. Um, pray for big things. Pray for small things. Pray for everything and ask him to help you because a lot of times we don't know what to pray for. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and close this out. Um, God, God, I pray that 
your word was heard today. I pray that your word was spoken through me. Um, God, I pray that we would pray this way. I pray that you would help us. I pray that you would move in us, work in us, fill us with your spirit. Let us live in your spirit. God, let us do this so that you can be glorified, God, so that we can pray and things will happen that can't be explained. God, we love you. Um, We pray all of this, pray all this, God, with the knowledge that we are yours. We are your sons and daughters. We're your children, your beloved. We pray it on your behalf, God, for your glory, your benefit. And we pray this together, God, we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you.